Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Decluttering Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kirsty Ferugia from Feels Like Home Professional Organisers. And I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organised. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organised. If you'd like to engage with the podcast further, you can find us at The Art of Decluttering on Facebook. Let's get started. You've joined us for episode 81 for The Art of Decluttering. Today we are talking about and decluttering your teenagers. Yeah, get rid of them all. Yeah. They're too much work, they're smelly, disrespectful, disengaged. I love teenagers. <laughs> I absolutely love teenagers and I'm looking forward to my children getting to that age. Mm. I think it's like the old youth worker in me. Like I really, really like teenagers. I don't mind I don't I I don't mind teenagers. Yeah. Not so sure if I'm going to love my teenagers. Well, that's going to be the challenge, isn't it? Mm. So the disclaimer today. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any. We don't have any. <laughs> Amy is very, very close to having oh, one. Scarily close. And I have a nine-year-old who is displaying very clear pre-teen attitude. <laughs> isn't that fun? Let's get it early. Yeah. I'm sure all the nine-year-old parents around the world are hot agreeing with me that it's a glimpse into their disrespectful future. <laughs> so tough. Yeah. So tough. Grade three and four. So today's <laughs> episode was requested by Felicity Douglas. So Felicity, I'm going to guess you have teenagers, so the force be with you. Um, and we're going to try and give you some insights from our experience of working with clients with teenagers, which we do regularly. It's just that we actually don't have our own teenagers yes. yet. And remembering what it was to be a teenager, because yeah. funnily enough, we did go through that stage. Yeah. You kind of have to. It wasn't all bad. To get to 40. 
<laughs> I had to be a teenager once, much to my parents' disgust. Yeah, well, you and I broke our parents into the teenage years because we were the eldest of all our siblings. Yeah, and I definitely did break my parents. Yeah, I did a fair bit of breaking, but I was fairly organized. So if we talk about teenagers, there's often this picture of stuff everywhere, clothes on the floor, you know, real disarray in their bedrooms. Whereas mine was always perfectly organized. Not that that probably comes as a surprise to either you or our (laughs) listeners, but I had a very, very organized bedroom as a teenager. And I'm pretty sure that the parents who are tuning into this episode are not tuning in because their children are like you, Amy. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they're tuning in because their teenagers are like me. (laughs) Tell me about your bedroom growing up. Uh, it was pretty messy, I think. I remember, but it wasn't that messy. I used to have piles of things. Like, yep. so could so, you see the floor? And I, yeah, and I did love cleaning up. Like, I did love being organised in that way. Like, I did like having my own sanctuary. Mm. So it was to my recollection. Then <laughs> I remember, like, I clearly remember Simon coming into my life and cleaning up my room. Oh, that's gold. But it was because I had piles around the edges of my room. I didn't have, like, stuff everywhere, I don't think. But I can't remember. Simon clearly didn't think it was up to his standard. No, no, it certainly was not up to the Fruja standard. (laughs) (laughs) I love that he came in as your boyfriend. Like, how old were you guys when you met? (laughs) Quite old, too. Okay. Like, 20, 20... and 26. Yeah, so he was was already displaying his Simonisms by helping you become a better version of you. Yes. That's a a very lovely way of putting it. (laughs) So we do want to acknowledge that this is a very hard season of parenting. And for those teenagers listening, we remember that this is a hard season of life. Yeah. You've Nobody got... expects perfection from you in your teen. Nobody expects perfection from you at all. Maybe you feel like your parents expect perfection, um, but we want to speak to you as parents and as friends, and just say, if you give it your best shot and you're respectful, I think that's going to go really well for you. Yes, and I think that I think that I really my heart for this episode was to maintain connection between parents and teenagers like that is I know that that as parents that is your heart for your children is to be maintaining a connection with them and that is really difficult to balance between actually wanting a safe environment for them to sleep in (laughs) and having a safe space like we as parents we acknowledge that you need your own well, we hope that most parents acknowledge that you need your own space yep. and that you are growing into yourself and learning more about the world and learning more about yourself and how you want to operate. And sometimes that doesn't look like how we as parents mm-hmm. operate. So we want to acknowledge that it's tricky and hard, but that your parents want a connection with you. And we know as teenagers that deep down inside somewhere, you actually want connection with your parents as well. So um, that would be my number one takeaway from this episode Mm. is to do your best to to maintain a connection with your teenage through teenager, through this challenging season of life. (laughs) And I guess, Kirst, what you've just expressed is what we would say to any relationship when it comes to clutter is that clutter should never be a wedge between two people. Or 
not that it shouldn't be, that we don't want it to be. Yes. Whether it's with young children or with a married couple or with parents and children that are grown up. Or housemates. Anyone. Yeah. That clutter shouldn't come between you. So don't let clutter be the be-all and end-all of your relationship with your teenager because they may be amazing at so many other things and you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and be like, oh, this teenager just drives me crazy because their room's like a pigsty. Yes. In saying that, we do have a few tips on how you can work together to have a home that is happy, that is organized, and that doesn't have like three-day-old sandwiches underneath bed mattresses and gross stuff like that. Only three days? Well, I was being gracious. Yes. So my next tip to parents... (laughs) is be a good example to your children. I find that parenting is so challenging at the best of times. And it is like having, in my case, two mini mirrors in front of me, mirroring myself back to, mm. my, back to me. And it ain't pretty a lot of the time. So teenagers are really good at calling out hypocrites. As you all know, <laughs> parents of teenagers and when you were a teenager. So they are really good at seeing the hypocrisy in mm. you. So if you want your children to be less cluttered and to keep their rooms clean, then start setting a good example by doing that in your own private space and then in shared spaces. Mm. So go in and make an effort to declutter your room as well. And sometimes you can be a facilitator of the clutter. Like if you're someone who gives your kid 50 bucks every time they want to go to the shops and then complain when their room's full of junk, like you actually can control some of that. Now, you don't want to control your teenager, but what if you said, well, I'm not going to do that, but have you got something you want to save up for that I can get you that's a bit more special than always coming home with whatever it is that people buy at the shops? Yeah. Or, um, hey, I'd love to give you $50. Um, because you did such an amazing job of cleaning up your room. How about we have an experience with that $50 yeah. instead? Like how about if you don't want to go to the movies with me, how about I shout, shout you going to the movies with your mate? Mm. And I think I was certainly not a minimalist teenager. I had a lot of stuff. It was just really well organized. And I really didn't discover minimalism until I became a parent. And so... Not all teenagers are going to get the minimalist stuff, but imagine if you could pass on to them or even like just tag them in this episode so that they can listen. Because if you can experience minimalism and a really healthy relationship with stuff at 14, 19, 21, imagine how good that is going to be for the rest of your life with the habits, the relationships, the experiences, your finances. Those are really good habits to develop early. Yeah, and that's where I'm coming back to um, encouraging parents to set a good example in that. Like, be the person that they can model off, even if they don't want to model off you, <laughs> and they're and they're reacting to your modelling. At least um, they can't call you out on your hypocrisy. Yeah, and I don't think as parents of teens, it's going to go very well if you just tell your teen what to do. Go and tidy your room. What about if instead you said, hey, I noticed that there's heaps of magazines in your room. When was the last time you actually read them? And give them helpful questions rather than dominating, come alongside. Yeah. 
And that's where you can say to them, hey, I've been listening to this awesome podcast. Which is so awesome. Oh, I wasn't talking about ours. <laughs> You're a goose. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, can you help me on my journey? Because this is something that I'm really passionate about. And I want you to hold me accountable mm. to how I want to change. And could this be a journey that we go on together? Could it be, could this be a connector for us? Yeah. Instead of like, well, I've been learning all of this and this is what you need to do. And, and like what we always say to parents who are struggling with their teenagers um, is, well, why don't you consider getting us to come in yes. and work alongside your teenager? Because just like anybody, like I know that I do this with my spouse. <laughs> I may not listen to him as well as I listen to Amy. <laughs> Amy has a good idea and I go, wow, Simon, Amy's got this great idea. And he just looks at me like, oh, I'm glad Amy had that idea first. I haven't been saying that to you for two months. (laughs) So, and it's the same with teenagers. We can come alongside them and be their friends, even though we are of their parents' age or... Um, seen as a parent, but because of our skills, our amazing skills, we can come alongside them as their friends and help them to do it in a loving and caring way Mm. rather than what they might perceive you being as a domineering and authoritarian way of Mm. telling them how to declutter their room. I had a client um, who has six children. Wow. Five of which are teenagers. Wow. Yes. So all the way from, oh, not quite. So 12 to 18. 12 year olds. Pretty close. Teenagers. Um, and so she was frustrated. And so she got me to come in over two days and work with all the kids and get all their rooms done. And it was amazing how different all the children were in the family, how they had different motivators, different visions for their room. And so what I did for each of them is we began with, what's your vision for your room? What do you do in here? Some like to just lounge, others want to be able to study, others want to be able to do craft, others want somewhere to keep all their sports gear. And so by not telling, you know, with little kids, you kind of tell them what their room is for by what you put in there. Hmm. But for teens, they have their own idea of what they want it to be. Do they want a couch in there? Do they want a double bed? Do they want bookshelves? Do they want a desk? And so I think it's really important to ask them that and then empower them to see that vision through. Yes. And so I think it was really clear to me when working with so many kids from one family, how you can have completely different visions. And one kid wants to have a Lego room and the other one wants to have a netball room. Yeah. And that's um, our, one, another tip of ours is to set a vision um, or get the kids to set their vision for their space mm. or spaces. So if, for instance, if we're working on that changing season where they're going from primary age kids and they're morphing into teenagers, then maybe the playroom needs to change from a playroom into a hangout room. Mm. And so when we're working with families, not only are we considering the bedrooms, but we're also considering the other spaces in the house that the teenagers or the preteens live and work and play. Because sometimes things that belonged in the bedroom in primary age kids now belong somewhere else in the mm. house or and vice versa. Sometimes what belonged in the playroom now actually has space and a purpose to be in their bedroom. So it is getting the kids to create their own vision and they're more likely to buy into 
the changes and the decluttering process when they feel ownership mm. of that space and that you're giving them the freedom to create the space how they want it to be created. Within your own family boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't have a Tarzan swing from your bedroom. Or yes, you can, because that's totally what we want you to do. Or no, you can't have a TV in here because that's not what we do in our family. Or yeah, you can, because everybody has TVs. We're going to turn your bedroom into a padded cell because that's the kind of person that that's what you need. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if every house could have one of those. You just send them in there when they're losing it. Or you go in there when you're losing it. You go in there. Yeah. I'd be in there more than my kids. One of the things that can be hard when you're decluttering with your teenager is when they want to get rid of stuff (laughs) and you're like, you can't get rid of that. Uncle John gave that to you for your third birthday. Yes. I think it's really important to give teenagers that autonomy and to give them the respect that they can make decisions about that stuff. So if they want to get rid of something, but you want to keep it, you can keep it. Just put it in your room. Yeah. (laughs) Like just allow them to make those decisions and allow them to get rid of things that they may regret because that's life too. Yes. We're not talking about life and death. We're talking about stuff. Stuff. Yeah. And that's just, you know, rescuing them again. Mm. And there is a time and a place that we need to rescue our children. Their physical safety is the major one that we need to rescue them from. But throwing out artwork, not so much. Not so much. No. And I think it... This is not every parent, that's a bit much, but a lot of parents keep like all the kinder artwork and all the prep stuff and then like hand it to their teenagers when they're 18 or 19 and are horribly offended when the kids are like, thanks mum, but I'm going to burn it. So sometimes there'll be stuff that you keep and it's okay that they don't want it. Yes. It's really okay. More from us in just a few minutes. Don't forget to visit our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au and sign up for our bonus episode that is not so secret anymore. We've done episodes on linen cupboards, sentimental items, media, baby supplies, donations, weddings and so many more. So if you're new to The Art of Decluttering, you'll find loads of great tips like this one from the episode we did on crafts and hobbies. What I'm saying is the kind of supplies we used to make jewellery back then is completely different to the type of jewellery people wear now. Yes. And so you can still have the same hobby, but the products that you use could completely evolve over time. Yes. And so that's why it's really good to ask, is this still me? And, and equally so, is this still a passion of mine? Like, am I still passionate about this hobby? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. the podcast for so many more tips and tricks. Here are some questions that we can help you when they have the hoarding tendencies and, and you wanting them to minimize some of their stuff. So here are some questions to get to ask them and you've heard them all before. We're going to repeat them for this, for the purpose of this podcast so that you teenagers who are listening can hear them for yourself. <laughs> Do you use it? That's a pretty good question. Like that kind of cuts through a lot of the babyish stuff that they want to keep, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think I heard this recently. Um, I can't remember where I've heard it. I've heard it a few times actually. Um, in that, let's kids love and being thought older than oh, what they Jackie are. Jackie said it on our online course group the other oh, day. She did. Yeah. Um, and then I heard it in another podcast oh, too. I think. Cool. Um, that. Yeah, kids love being thought of as older than they are. So, um, and this probably works even better with primary age t- children, like encouraging them to let go of stuff mm. that they've moved on from. Because I think um, nostalgia comes back into play in teenage years. So then you're going, oh, but that's, you know, from when you were in grade three. And they're like, oh, but grade three was my favorite year at school. I want to keep everything from grade three. But reminding them that they are moving on and they are getting older and that there's new things coming is often a good way of encouraging them to let go of some stuff. And I think being in the habit of decluttering with them as kids, like not just going, right, you're 13, you're going to declutter and you're going to have a tidy room. It's much easier if you've done that from when they were little and they've got into the habit. So they don't have everything from grade three. They've got one or two pieces and you teach them to curate And I think that I'm hoping, I have fingers and everything crossed, that that's going to bode well when my children reach teenage them, is that they don't have a lot of stuff. And it'll be interesting, they're coming into the studio um, this afternoon to do an episode with the kids. In fact, I think their episode might even be airing before this one. We'll see. I can't remember the order of all the podcasts. Mm. Um, But it'll be interesting to see what they think. Yeah. We'll actually hear it from their perspective and from a 12-year-old's perspective right now. Yes. So do you use it? Do you love it? Does it fit with the vision that you've just created for your space? And when was the last time you used it? And could somebody else get more joy from it? Um, And it is about helping them to curate things. So they may not use their stuff from grade three, but they may still love it. So it is going back to that curating it. Well, that's so awesome that grade three was your most favorite year of primary school. What can we do to honor that year? How many pieces can you can we let go of and how many pieces do we need to keep and should we keep to really give honour to that year? Mm. Because you've still, you know, if you're in year seven, you've still got another five years to go. Yeah, there's a way to go, kiddo, that you don't want to be keeping everything that ever crosses your path. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we really want to encourage you to listen to your teens and to respect their reality even if it is a bit different from your reality. Mm. Um, Listen to them and listen to their stories. So if they say, no, grade three was my favorite year because of this, this and this, 
then think about creative ways of how to honor that year and to listen to why it is that they want to keep it instead of like, no, you've got too much stuff. We need to get it all out of here. This is ridiculous. Maybe speaking from experience. Yeah, that, that was that was intense. <laughs> I felt I felt like nervous just being here in the studio <laughs> with you at that moment right then. So as Amy says, if they put something in the donate pile or in the chuck it out pile, then that speaks volumes about how they feel about it. So let that be. Yep. And if you want to reclaim it for your special box that may end up being the size of a house, <laughs> <laughs> then we might be talking to you about what do you go back and listen to our other episodes about sentimental items and memorabilia about how it is that you can hold on and let go and still give honor to things. What about food? Do your kids <sighs> eat in their bedrooms? No, they do not. Do you foresee a future when they would be allowed to? Hopefully not. Were you allowed to as a kid? No, I don't think we were. I don't think we were either. I can't, I don't have any clear recollections of eating in my bedroom, except like lollies. Like if I'd gone and bought like bubble gum or a chocolate bar, yeah. I remember eating that in my bedroom, like out of my own wages because I was working quite young. Yeah. But like we always ate dinner as a family around the table. I ate breakfast at the table. Yeah, I'm just not really keen on food in bedrooms full stop. I don't I'm not keen on food anywhere else but the kitchen. Mm. Full stop because I don't like crumbs going like I don't like <laughs> it sounds like I'm a bit O C D but A bit? Uh, yeah, I know. Um but I like containing the mess. Mm. Like and I like not going into another room and going, are you kidding? You've just eaten chips all over yourself and then you stood up and the chips have gone flying everywhere and I'm finding them years later. So I don't know. I'm pretty sure Simon's not going to let them eat food in their bedrooms. Mm -hmm. I don't think he was allowed to eat food in his bedroom. I don't recall ever eating in his bedroom. Mm. Um, So it'll be interesting. I do find food a lot in my clients' children's bedrooms. Mm. My kids eat on the couch, like as in they'll eat like an afternoon snack of crackers. They'll eat those while they're watching their iPads or just hanging out or whatever. Um, but we don't eat in bedrooms. See, we're not even, we don't even eat on the couch. Yeah, we're not as um, anal as you <laughs> <laughs> So our kids will eat in the front room if they've got friends over. It's usually, do you know what the culprit usually is? Savoys and rice cakes. Because my kids are quite savoury kids. Yeah. Which admittedly ends up in lots of crumbs yes thank goodness for my cleaners yes that's really like i just go yeah and i eat at my desk a lot so i just bought oh my gosh can i tell you what i just bought no i would like to pretend i bought it for me but i actually bought it for my cleaners is an attachment that goes on the end of my vacuum cleaner that has like 30 little shafts that you can like use to vacuum up your keyboard vents venetian blinds and it doesn't then suck up the stuff. It doesn't suck up, like, I could put it in a thing of screws and the screws stay down, but you get all the little dust because they're, like, the shafts are so little that nothing but dust goes up them. Yeah. I just bought it on eBay. It was like eight bucks. You were way too excited for something that you don't even use. No, I, 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 <laughs> I love my cleaners so bad that I buy them stuff like that. Like, when so they first. Well, so well, not so bad. No, so bad. <sighs> No, I totally love them so bad, mate. Nah, mate. He's so good. I totes do. So good. (laughs) 
<laughs> that when they started, I bought them a new vacuum cleaner for the house. Like, I just think they're so amazing that I would give them the tools that they need to do their job. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I was just saying, like, the excitement. You should oh, have seen your animated face. It's exciting. Yeah. So, so teenagers. <laughs> well, and that's what I'm all like, I wonder if we would, if, we, if, it, if it just becomes a, a hill that you don't want to die on. Yeah, I would imagine so. So, I, But, I mean, we will always have meals at the dinner table. So I'm not talking about, like, taking your spaghetti into your bedroom. But I probably won't get to the point where I was like, no, you can't have that bag of chips in your bedroom. It's just like, you know what? You need some time out. Go. Yeah. I think we'll probably get to that stage. You may not. I don't. I cannot foresee that future because I really... And and I'm paranoid about mice. I hate mice. I hate them. They're the worst invention ever. Invention. (laughs) God, why did you create mice? Invention. (laughs) Of course. Creation. Of course. He invented it and created it. They're the worst. And because we live in a new-ish suburb, so all the field mice Um, are now not field mice. They're now house house mice. mice. Yep. So, and teenagers isn't that far away from Like, it's another four years. There's still going to be lots of building in our area. So I'm all like, I'm just really, really paranoid that mice will get in and start eating the crumbs that are in their kids' Yeah, so I'm pretty sure your kids are. But listeners, here again. Yes. It's Kirsty and I who have the same passions and same visions doing things completely opposite, and that is so fine. Yeah. If your teenagers do eat in their bedroom, though, Mm. and that's fine by you, I would encourage you to encourage them to clean out their room of pure rubbish yeah. and plates and yeah, cereal crusts. that's three days old Ugh. and toast that was eaten yesterday for breakfast. Like, like that's actually just gross. Yes, I think it is. No judgy judgy, but yeah, that's gross. <laughs> so we do want to teach our children to be respectful of their rooms and respectful of our house rules. Yes. So we do want to... And that's where, it, if that's cool with you, that's cool. If you do the same, if you leave food around the house as well, and that's just your family's way of doing things, that's fine. No, it's not. No, it's in still, our opinion. It's still pretty gross. <laughs> yes. And I think if you've got to episode 81 with us, I reckon it's time for us to call it straight. <laughs> if you leave pizza crusts in your bedroom for days on end, just stop. Like, just get a rubbish bag and you'll feel better for it. It's easier to clean the dishes. The rubbish doesn't smell as much. Like there's so many positives versus the procrastination of leaving stuff there. So we're just going to lovingly tell you, just stop. <laughs> and if you're a teenager who does it, just stop. Stop. Don't let that be a habit. Because the habits that you create in teenagedom really do play out in adulthood. Yes. So, you know, just watch what you're doing. Yeah. So when you leave your room, take the drink bottles with you. Like, to, you know, take the empty plastic bottles with you hmm. take your food scraps with you take, take your lunchbox scraps take everything that does not need to live in your room out of your room <laughs> can i talk for a second so we've we've gone through all that decluttering side of it and we'll go to organizing in a minute yes this is one of the reasons i love teenagers is because they intrinsically want to belong and they intrinsically want to add value to the world beyond themselves 
And so I think if you do have a teenager that is spending a lot of time in their room or a lot of time in clutter and feeling perhaps overwhelmed, you know, mental health issues for teenagers is rife. There are some really cool things you can do. Do experiences with them. Take a class with them. Learn a language. Pay for them to have skydiving lessons. Like whatever it is, I think getting experiences and teaching your teenagers the value of experiences over stuff is going to enrich their lives way more than them, you know, living in a cluttered bedroom or living in a clean bedroom. Like that experience stuff and calling them to more. Like, can you join Amnesty International? Can you join a choir? Do you want to learn a musical instrument? Like some of those things, do you want to play a sport? Do you want to just be a supporter of sport? Do you want to just go and support the local footy club every Saturday? So I think get creative with teenagers because I think it's such a good age and there's such passion in teenagers and they have boundless energy is I think use that up. And then they have no energy because they sleep till 12 o'clock in the morning. I wasn't that teenager. I was perhaps that young adult, certainly not that teenager. So there are people out there like me, Kirsten, (laughs) giving me that look of you're a unique single person that was like that. But there are teenagers out there like me who are who were studious, who were organized, who, you know, like in year 12, I got the award for the busiest student of the year level because I was in Amnesty International. I was on the debating team. I was in the choir. I was in the jazz band. You could get that award every single year of your life. Oh, not anymore. Not post-chronic fatigue. There's not a chance. I'm sorry, my friend, but you are still extremely busy. Alright, maybe. But I don't In your head you were extremely oh, in my busy. Head, yes. You may not be like out <clears throat> at every event no. every night, but you have still got a lot going on. Yeah. I'll I'll ratify that. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about how to organise our teenagers. <laughs> Just move on from that one. <laughs> but I did like your point about encouraging t- teenagers. I, my mum said to me the other night we were talking about my um about we were talking about what were we talking about? Getting jobs. In high school. And when we were, when me and my sisters and one of my brothers at 14, nine months, we were marched down to the shops and told to go get a job. Three of my, the rest of them, well, three of my brothers and sisters got jobs at Macca's and me and my youngest brother chose not to. Well, actually, my youngest brother couldn't get a job at Macca's because my other brother ruined all of his chances for getting a job at Macca's. Oh, that's harsh. (laughs) (laughs) That's really harsh. Yes. Good one, Dave. So he, I got sent to the shops, had to do out lots of resumes, hand them in everywhere until I got a job. So that was one way of keeping busy mm-hmm. and being social and interacting with society and serving society was to have a job. And we was, and my mum made the point of, gee, I had to go get a job to keep me in the lifestyle that I was accustomed to because I just liked buying stuff. Yeah. I liked buying clothes. So our rule in our house was that mum and dad bought us what we needed mm-hmm. and anything that we wanted, we had to pay for ourselves. My parents did the same. Yeah. So that's why I had to get a job because I wouldn't have been you able wanted to. a lot. <laughs> I wanted a lot. And I was like, ah, oh, that's funny, mum, that that's... <laughs> Is that why you have a job now? To keep me in the custom <laughs> to the lifestyle I'm used to, yes. <laughs> I'm not I do like stuff, but I'm still I could be a whole lot. You're worse. a minimalist at heart. Mm, probably not at heart. I'm a minimalist oh, by yeah. try. By, yes, by by, by by intention. By by very intentional. Yes. It's still 
Like decluttering, like being organized, like being a minimalist, it is by intent. Yes. It is not, does not come naturally to me. Whereas minimalism, you guys are very frugal. So minimalism works well with your personality. Yeah, that's right. Like it's a natural outflowing of what we do. Yes. Whereas it's not mine. Yeah. You give me a hundred dollars, I'll spend $110. Yeah. Give me a hundred dollars. I'll work out a way to bank 99 of it and get a real bargain for a dollar. Yeah. There you go. Insights to the bank of Kirsty and Amy. <laughs> and miraculously, we have a shared bank account that we managed to manage without any arguments. That's because I don't look at it. <laughs> and I, don't and I look at it all money. the time. <laughs> <laughs> I pretend it's not even mine. Yes. Well, it's, yes. Good, good idea. So high schoolers may need a place to do their um, study. So usually that probably looks like a desk, though I would imagine quite a few people just sit on their beds with their laptop on their lap. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to talk to your teenager or at least direct them to some, to some research about what it's like to study in an environment that's chaotic. Because when you study in an environment that's peaceful, you retain more, you learn more, you last longer. And so encourage them that the efficient use of their study time is actually to have an area where they can study without distraction. So that might be without their phone or any kinds of things like that. It is also, because it is high school, it's a whole nother level of homework. So we really encourage you to help them set themselves up for success. So help your kids figure out what they're going to, like when they're going to do their homework. Mm -hmm. Are they out every night of the week doing extra school, extracurricular activities, and therefore they need to set aside a day of the weekend to catch up and do their homework? Or do they need to be up until 10 o'clock every night because they are mm. out until seven o'clock doing after school activities and then they need to do their homework. Or maybe you've got an early riser. Yes. So is that even possible? Teenage early riser, maybe. You probably were because you are unique and not like any other teenager <laughs> ever I made. Certainly was not. I've never been an early riser, I can assure you of that. <laughs> So get alongside them and help them teach them how to schedule their week if you haven't already done so in their primary years. Yeah. Or again, pay for us to come in and do that with them because they'll listen to mm. us. Or, mm. you know, send them TEDx talks or TED talks on on um, being organized awesome. and setting yourself up for success in school. I'm sure there's plenty of them there's out, heaps there. out there. There's some really good ones. So get on and do that so they're not listening to you <laughs> and ignoring you. They're taking on your great advice through somebody else's words. And teenage bedrooms can often need particular storage solutions. But what I find in a lot of teenage rooms is there's too much and more storage begets more clutter. And so be really uh, not sensitive, what's the word? Intentional about what you put in there. So maybe they don't need heaps of bookshelves, but they need a whole wall of hooks. One for their soccer bag, one for their ballet bag, one for their school bag, one for their swimming bag. So maybe actually hooks is going to work for your teen rather than bookshelves or cubes or whatever it is. Um, Maybe underbed storage is better for them. So I think instead of just going out and buying what's easy in a teen bedroom, you really want to think about what's going to make things easier for them and be able to be maintained. Yeah. 
And if you can repurpose something from your other rooms in your house, like if you are turning a playroom into a teenage retreat and it, you're setting up the PlayStation and you're putting couches and stuff down instead, then all the bookshelves and the um, storage solutions that you had in the playroom, can they be repurposed mm. or reused in a different way that you hadn't necessarily thought of or it wasn't the way it was used in the playroom? Can it be repurposed in the kids' bedrooms? And do they need desks in their room or do you want to have, do you know what, do you want that teenage retreat space to be a study space as well so that you can keep an eye on what they're viewing online? Or do you need to get a family filter? Or what is it? How do we keep our kids safe while still giving them the personal and private space that they need as mm. teenagers? Um, one of the final things I would recommend is if you've got Netflix, get your teenager to watch The Minimalists because they're two really cool guys from the States who have gone from corporate lives and money and stuff to a minimalist life. And they're called The Minimalists, and I think your teen would enjoy just watching that doco um, and learning about it from someone else other than us or yourself. It's yeah. just another option. So we hope that this episode has been helpful to you as a parent or as a teenager. Um, we would love to hear any of your solutions for decluttering or getting your kids organised. As we said, we aren't parents of teenagers yet, so we value the advice of others who have walked this path before us. Um, if you need um, us to come in and help you, we can fly anywhere in the world. If you're in America listening to this and you want your kids to learn from some Aussies, we're more than happy to do that. <laughs> so you can um, get Kirsty at Feels Like Home. .net.au or you can get me at simplyorganised.net and you can see our prices and our packages and get in touch. Yeah. And if you would love to hear more about our, from us in our bonus episode, then head over to our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au and sign up for our secret bonus episode. Awesome. Well, we hope that's been helpful. I have a feeling we're going to go back to this episode in like 12 months' time and just re-record new insights when I actually have a teenager that's in the full throes. <laughs> and, you know, like there's more that we're learning all the time. So I hope this has been helpful and we will catch you next week. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, do a friend a favour and share this episode so they too can learn the art of decluttering. You can find me, Amy, over at simplyorganised.net or on Facebook as Simply Organised PO. You can find me, Kirsty, over at feelslikehome.net.au or on Facebook as Feels Like Home PO. Don't forget, you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you love what you hear, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. We hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some tips to help you declutter and keep your home organised. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. 